Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. The bleeding and the sleeping church. Do you know Jesus is almost here? Are you aware? Can you feel him that he's coming? Yes, sir. Hmm. Let's get ready, all right? Yes, sir. Okay. Mark chapter 5, verse 21 to 29 will be the main um, scripture topic. Mark chapter 5, verse 21 to 29. Um, and I'm going to divide this into two and talk about it. So he says, and when Jesus was, let's do NLT so we can flow quickly. He said, Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue whose name was Jairus, say Jairus, Jairus. arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Did you, did you fall at his feet this morning? Yes, sir. Eh? Or oh, you were standing? <laughs> fall at, learn what they did. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's sweet though, when you lie at his feet. Lie down. The shirt will not be dirty. Yes, sir. Even the man with the filled with demons fell at his feet. Yes. Why are you coming? They are worshipping. They are praising Jesus. You, you feel like lying on the floor, you're looking at your shirt, Charlie. Nah. Sometimes you need to lie at his feet. Lie at his feet. Okay. Then he said, he fell at his feet, uh-huh. Pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Now, interestingly, now remember, go back. Jairus is one of the leaders of um, the Pharisees, okay? And his name actually means the enlightened one. Which means that he's so enlightened. He knows. There's something that he knows. So what does he know? What is he enlightened of? We'll find out. He says, then a leader of the local synagogue, local synagogue, which means if it's like in our time, maybe one of the pastors of a small church. And his name actually means the enlightened one. 
He arrived when he saw Jesus and fell at his feet and said, Come, my little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Now you can see that he's making a request of Jesus. Okay, go on. Jesus went with him. And all the people followed, crowding around him. Amazing. So that's one story. Then there's another story. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years. Say 12 years. 12 with years. constant bleeding. Go on. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had, she had heard about Jesus. She had what? Heard. I want you to notice that. She had heard. Today you don't use, if you use digital Bible, you can color head. If it's your own physical Bible, you underline. She had heard about Jesus. In other words, she had not seen Jesus. But she had heard of Jesus. About Jesus. So she came up behind him. So this is, how he, this is how she came. She came behind Jesus through the crowd and touched his robe. Okay? Which means that Jesus was moving this way and she came behind Jesus and touched the robe. For she thought to herself, if I can touch his robe, I will be healed. And then 29. Immediately the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. So I'm talking to you about the bleeding and the sleeping church. So who is the bleeding? This woman. And who is the sleeping? Jairus' daughter. So let's talk about them. Now, this portion of scripture or, or story is mentioned three times in, in the Gospels. It is mentioned in the book of Matthew, Luke, and then Mark as we are reading. So Matthew, um, Luke, and Mark. I can, okay, let me give you specifically. So Matthew, you can find it in Matthew 9, 18 to 26. And then Matthew 9, 18 to 26. And then Luke 8, 41 to 56. I'm believing you. I believe you go and read. That's what I'm giving to you. Yes, and then Mark, Mark 5, 21 to 29 is what we are reading, okay? Yes, but I'm going to settle on Mark 5, 21 to 29. Now, in the Bible, when a story or a situation is mentioned three times, it means it has maximum witness. It has maximum witness, which means you must look at it again and find out what is it witnessing. What is God talking about? Okay? Like when you hear the statement, verily, verily, it means you must go back and look at what he's talking about. Because by two or three, a matter was, is witnessed or established. So once you see certain, you know, um, numbers mentioned several times, more than two times, more than one, it means that you must take a closer look at it again. So since it's found in Matthew, Luke, and Mark, then we are taking a closer look at what Jesus is saying. Now, in the Bible, when we study the Bible, there are four levels according to the Hebrew study of, of the Bible. 
we have what we call the surface, okay? Forget about the Hebrew names. I won't talk about it now. So we look at, like everybody knows this story. That's the surface understanding we have. But as a good student, you must dig four layers down. And when you dig four layers down, you understand the prophetic meaning of the same scripture. So this morning, when you preach plenty in the evening, it's not good crap. So this morning, I'm going to share with you, not on the surface, because you know it. We are going to dig down four steps and find out the prophetic meaning of all these. And you'll be amazed that all these issues we're talking about you. And not the persons themselves. Okay? Now, something amazing is here. Now, when it came to the woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says she suffered for how long? How old was Jairus' daughter? Twelve years. Do you know what it means? She was twelve years, meaning she was born. When the woman's issue started. Okay, so we are joining it together now. So immediately she was born, the woman's bleeding issue started. That's how come the, the, the stories are in conjunction. Immediately after Jairus' daughter. Now remember that Jesus was going to Jairus' house. He was not going to the woman that was bleeding. So on, her, on his way with the crowd to Jairus' house, the woman intercepted. Now, in the Bible, this woman has suffered for 12 years. And according to the law, she is not supposed to be out. Uh, they will kill her or stone her because of her bleeding problem. Now, according to Leviticus chapter 15, the Bible says that when a woman is bleeding, and it's not her period. Leviticus 15, 25. If a woman has a flow of blood for many days, that is unrelated to her menstrual period. Or if the blood continues beyond the normal period, she is ceremonially unclean. As during her menstrual period, the woman will be unclean as long as the discharge continues. So for 12 years, she was ceremonially unclean. What's the consequence? Look at it. 26. Any bed she lies on and any object she sits on during that time will be unclean. So she is ceremonially unclean. When she sits on this chair, this chair is ceremonially unclean. When she lies on the bed, the bed is ceremonially unclean. Just as during her normal menstrual period. So ladies, if you were under the law, during your one, uh, five, six, seven days of menstrual period, you are ceremonially unclean. Wherever you sit is unclean. Which means that in those days, they will let you get close. Because once you get close and you touch them, you, they also become ceremonially unclean. If they make a mistake and sit where you have sat, they are ceremonially unclean. That's how come the law is not good at, I mean, it's good, but it's not the best. Now, he's talking about somebody just bleeding. Imagine something cuts you and the blood keeps oozing out. 
It's not menstrual cycle. The Bible says you are ceremonially unclean. Who will be clean? That's how come in the temple, they were sacrificing animals every day. Every day. Because you go home, something happens to you, you must come back to be clean. Then you go and maybe, Angie, and then I touch, ah, unclean. So I must come back to the temple. Then I go and another thing, unclean. You, oh, Jesus. 27. And he says, if any, look at it. If any of you touch these things, you will be ceremonially unclean. I'm not the one bleeding. But ceremonially unclean. He said, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water. And you will, be, you will remain unclean until, evening. you understand, until evening. Yes. Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. So this woman obviously was ceremonially unclean from the day that Jairus' daughter was born. She was ceremonially unclean. Which means she was an outcast. Which means that she can't belong to the crowd. She cannot go where people are. And that was the same for a leprous man. A leprous man. When you check your Bible, those who received amazing miracles were those that were outcasts. You remember how the leprous man got healed? And when he was healed, Jesus even took his clothes and covered him. Jesus. Oh, you won't say Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Now, we have established the fact that this woman is unclean for 12 years. So, the fact, that's why she didn't see Jesus. So, she has never seen Jesus. Because she can't mingle among the crowd where Jesus is. But there was something that happened to her. The Bible says she heard. She heard about Jesus. Okay? The Bible says she had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. Now, you can't hear once about Jesus and then you just come out because they, they, they embrace the Lord. They'll kill her. So for her to come out like this was a risk she took. But something pulled her. She, she might have heard of something amazing about Jesus. She might have heard that, look, all these Pharisees and all these Sadducees are men that judge and they stick to the law. They condemn. But said there is a man who is going around. Irrespective of who you are, he loves you. He wants you to come close to him. He wants to touch you. He does not look at your situation. He does not look at the sins you commit. He just loves you. So this woman might have heard over and over and over because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. She heard of the grace of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the kindness of Jesus, you know, the patience of Jesus. Head over and over and over. You remember I taught you a story about um, actively listening. His goodness. Um, what's the message? You know. So, so that's how he speak. You know, you, know, you need to hear. That's how come you can't build faith. Oh, in yes, we hear one word. 
You must, you must build over and over. Here, listen to Jesus. Listen, listen about Jesus. And this woman's issue is the same with the church. Have you seen Jesus? You haven't seen Jesus? Were you there in, Jeru in, in Nazareth, Jerusalem? Capernaum? Did you ever touch Jesus? But John gave a testimony and said, whom we have seen, whom we have touched. So some saw him, some touched him, not us. What did we do? We only heard about him. And something came out of what you heard. Because, you see, if you hadn't heard of Jesus, you would not have had faith to receive him. Shema, shema. Exactly, that's the message. So what happened to this woman? The more she heard about Jesus, the kindness of Jesus, then she knows that this man will not reject me. I want to be clear with I want you to be clear with the story. I just read Leviticus to you. Naturally, they will kill her. They will kill her. In fact, the consequence is to stone her. <laughs> and if they stone righteous Stephen, then this one that has broken the law. Much more. They will kill her before she knew about it. But then something pulled her. The message about Jesus. The goodness about That is how we want people to come to Jesus. We don't talk about their sins or their failures. We tell them about the kindness of Jesus. We tell them about the love of Jesus. We tell them about the beauty of Jesus. We tell them about the acceptance of Jesus. Now remember, the disciples that were around Jesus, they were unbelievers, they were sinners, yet they were with him for three years. And he never judged them. What does it mean? Everybody is accepted. Everybody is accepted when it comes to Jesus. But under the law, it was restricted. There were some that were accepted and those that were not accepted. What if you were born a leper? It means that naturally, it wasn't by your own doing. Naturally, you have to be put outside the wall. Can you see that? That's how dangerous the law was. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that he has called us into his presence. For them that he foreknew, he called us. Clerinomus, he, he, he called us. Hey, not Clerinomus. Kaleo. He called us into his. Maybe there's an inheritance for you this morning. Yeah. Jesus called us into, into his father. That he might conform. Uh -huh. And then he said what? For 30. Whom he did predestinate them also he called. Ladies and gentlemen, he called us into his presence. Because you see, something unusual happened with this woman. Her was an active healing. It was not a passive healing. Apart prophetically, this woman was in the Bible. So something she heard pulled her to follow after Jesus. Jesus wants you to receive things from him actively. Jewish men were supposed to put on what we call the talith. The prayer shawl. Okay? Yes, sir. In the Bible, according to the book of Malachi, the hem of garments are called wings. 
are called wings. Okay? So, what this woman actually touched, she stretched forth her hand and touched one of these strands. There's a picture. You see? She actually touched one of the, of the tassels. The blue one. So the word is hem in English or rope. But the actual meaning is she touched the tassel. What is the tassel? What does it stand for? In Malachi chapter 4 verse 2. Jesus said, and do they that know my name, the son of righteousness, shall do what? Shall arise with healing in his wings. So that wings you saw there is actually the tassel. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of who? Of what? Righteousness. The son of what? The son of what? The son of what? Righteousness. righteousness. You know what it means? Are you the righteousness of God? Yes. You are in automatic healing. In fact, you are in automatic health. In other words, when God sees you, the whole talith is on you. <laughs> he said, but unto you that fear my name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing healing in his wings and in all the bible this woman was the only person that was ascribed with this so perhaps she knew or she had heard about malachi 4 2 and look at it and ye shall go forth when you are healed you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the store look at the next one and ye shall tread down the wicked for they shall be ashes under the, under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Can you see that? So this woman stretched forth her hand from behind. Because really, she's so weak, eh? That maybe the only thing she could stretch is because of the, the tassel that is long enough. But she didn't touch it coincidentally. She understood. She knew. Because the color blue stands for three things. The divinity of Jesus. The purity of Jesus. And then the righteousness of Jesus. So this woman actually touched righteousness. Oh, glory to God. She touched the righteousness of Jesus. And the Bible says immediately, Jesus made a very remarkable statement that looks like it was madness. He said, who touched me? Now, who touched me? Jesus did what? He said, Jesus realized at once that healing power. Can you see now? Healing power had gone out. Out of the sun of righteousness. So he turned around in the crowd and asked who touched my robe in other words who touched my tassel in other words who touched my righteousness ladies and gentlemen 
This is one of the reasons you shouldn't be sick. You see, you must also hear and hear and hear. And faith will build. So that when you say, I am the righteousness of God, it is not in ignorance. Yes, sir. I am the righteousness of God, reason why I don't get sick. Reason why I don't suffer. I'm not just saying it. So you see, you have a lot of evidence in the word of God. By his stripes ye were healed. That is one. You have passed from death unto life is another. The law of the spirit of life in Christ has made you free from the law of sin and death is another. There is now therefore no condemnation. That is another. And now you found a new one. That there is healing in righteousness. So anytime you, you see, that's what you must, uh, uh, we have been doing from last week. You know, we prayed Wednesday, Friday. Just receive that I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it. I am the righteousness of God in Say it again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And for the last time. You see, you must say this over and over. Now you have an understanding of what righteousness is. Can I even give you another example? Okay, another. <laughs> the day Abraham became righteous, the Bible says that he had three, three, over 300,000 soldiers in his house. Soldiers. For what? Protection. When a man is righteous, he's super protected. You are protected from robbers, thieves, your house is protected. You have no idea. When you enter into your house, you are surrounded by a garrison. Yes. Who? Because the righteous man is in the house. Yes. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The Lord shared it to me. I said, wow. Wow. There is protection in righteousness. Are you the righteousness of God? Yes. So you are protected, aren't you? And you are under health. You are under health every day. Pami, you are under health. No sickness from the north, south, east, or west. The reason why I will reject small headache is because of who I am. I am the righteousness of God. And this doesn't happen to us. That is my legal ground. So sickness, get out. And it's gone. You must have legal grounds to tell the devil... Your peace of mind. So Jesus said, who touched me? I'm sure, I'm sure they would have said, ah, master. Look at these thousands of people. And the Bible says they were pressing on him. Now, this is where the whole thing is. All these people that were pressing against Jesus, they were not actively receiving. They were looking forward to Jesus to do something. That's why they didn't receive anything. Mm. You get it? Don't be. If you're in this church, you are being trained like that. Don't be looking. Don't be. A, we are not passive. Lord, give us this. No. We take. We take. We take. This dawn, we're praying, and I was sharing with them about 2 Corinthians 8 9. I told you a little on Friday about wealth, riches. How rich you are, you have no idea. You are so rich, you have no idea. 
The Bible says, beyond measure. Should I share with them? They were not here at dawn to pray. Oh, there was no dawn service. <laughs> Amazing. Say, I'm too rich. You see, many believers, when we say you are rich, immediately money, physical money, comes to your mind. Do you know what it is? That's poverty. Look at what the Bible said. He said, for you have experienced the extravagant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich he impoverished himself for your sake so that by his poverty we might be rich beyond measure Edwin come what's it um, Alex come who wants to be poverty anyone you want to be rich anyone you tell me what do you want to. If you are, you are rich, then go and sit down. Okay, you come here. So let let me show you this. Stop right and listen. The, this is Jesus. Though although he was, the Bible says he was infinitely rich, meaning that before he came into our world, he was so rich. But in heaven, there is no dollar. There is no pound. There is no euro. There's no Ghana city. There's no human currency where he was, yet he was so rich. Okay? Yes, this is the world where this man is. Now, the Bible says, because of this man, he impoverished himself. He became poor. What does it mean? Where this man is located, only poor people are found there. Now, when you will go on, he said rich beyond measure. Which means in this world, they are rich by measure. That's why Bill Gates is not the richest man now. He used to be number one. But today, according to measure, he is not. In other words, this guy lives in a world of limitation. A world of measure. And God sees all of them as a world full of poor people. But here are full of rich people. The only way you can negate every negative word is to also use word to negate. That's why now you speak positivity. You speak the scripture truth. It will go ahead and negate all the negative things that you have said concerning yourself. Hmm. I told you, somebody can say, I told you on Friday, every tongue that rises up against you, the Bible says you condemn. Why are we not under condemnation today? Why are we not under condemnation? Because of grace. So you speak the words of grace. The more you speak the words of grace, words people have spoken for you. Because somebody once said, you will attend school for me to see. You will have this job for me to see. You too, you will enjoy this for me to see. These are pronouncements, words of condemnation. What do you do? You negate them by speaking the words of grace. And one of them is what you are seeing. Can you see that? Yes, sir. So in this world, 
Everybody here is poor. When you come here locally, you are seeing people that are, you call them billionaires. But in the eyes of God, they are poor. Now, did you ever hear, the Bible says, two groups of people came to Jesus. Once, the Bible says, and a rich young ruler. Then sometimes you hear, and a poor man. So in this world, they are both rich according to human standards. And poor people according to human standards. But when you put all of them together, they are poor. Why? Because when Jesus was talking about uh, the worship of God and mammon, he said, if you have little faith concerning all the wealth, all the money in this world, and he said, if you are not faithful in that little, he called that wealth, the whole world money. Jesus calls it little. He said, who can entrust to your hands true riches? Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny-LJedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.